Hi there, I'm Dan, and welcome, or welcome back, maybe, to the Shaw Vineyard Church Podcast. Hey, at the end of this episode, please take just a moment to subscribe in iTunes or in your podcast app of choice. That way, you can get every message from our church straight away on whatever device best suits you. You know, it's our hope that the message that you're about to hear in this episode would encourage you to take your best next step in your faith journey. So let's get straight into it. Um, so kia ora koutou, everyone. Some of you will do that more readily than others. But there you go. My name's Vic Francis. It's my great pleasure to pastor here at Shaw Vineyard, and, and it's just great to be together today. Um, as Fraser said, we're starting our new series for Term 2 today, and um, all through Term 2, we're going to be looking at road stories of Jesus, and you'll understand that a little more at the end of today's message Um, And hopefully week by week we'll just sort of unfold. But I'm amazed how many biblical encounters with God happen while people are in process and transit literally on the road or in key moments of their lives. And that's what we're going to focus on. Um, If you think Abraham um, uh, on the road, Isaac, you know, kind of out and about, um, pilgrims heading up for Jerusalem singing the Psalms of Ascent. Um, Or Mary in the garden, you know, kind of in this transitionary moment. Paul, famously on the road to Damascus. The woman at the well going out for one thing and encountering Jesus and everything changing. Uh, On the road happens uh, and lives change. Um, I love the the verse Genesis 16-7 with Hagar who's out of sorts, you know, kind of with life and, and, and under pressure. And it says... Um, that the angel of the Lord found her by the spring of water in the desert. There's something about God meeting us when we're out and about and out there somewhere. And so it's with that awareness and with something of that expectation that this term, our pilgrims, so all year we're doing pilgrims, but this term, our pilgrim series, is called On the Road. And we're going to be on the road with with Jesus and with the, the, the church of the Um, the New Testament and maybe in the Old Testament a bit as well, exploring God encounters as our own journeys unfold. And over the course of a term, what a journey it's likely to be, you know, because we don't really know exactly what's ahead of us, do we? And so what we're going to do is each week we're going to take a scripture um, which takes us to the road, which takes us to the journey of life and faith. And so we're going to start today in Mark 10. So if you're a a Bible sort of bringing to church sort of Christian. You could grab your Bible or your phone or you could desperately Google or something like that, Mark chapter 10. And we're going to to be in that for the morning. And what we're going to do is we're going to try and touch and taste and see and hear and feel what God is doing and and discover what he might be inviting us into as well. We're going to to be quite... um, quite tactile, quite hands-on with the scriptures and say, well, is there anything in here for us? And so in the first term, we packed our bags as we talked about journeying into the wild. That was the series we did. This term, it's time for us to take to the road and really looking forward to what's going to happen over the next little while. So Mark chapter 10 starts very much on the road. From there, Jesus went to the area of Judea across the Jordan. A crowd of people as was so often the case, went along. And he, as he so often did, taught them. There's this this sense of movement that 
that Jesus is on the move and people are following and they're questioning and they're looking and they have some ideas. And if you're with me in, in Mark chapter 10, the next 10 verses is a, is a teaching about divorce, which is actually a really hard teaching and really hard to understand back then, let alone to understand here. But he, he teaches and there's, there's, um, there, are, there are subtle undertones because it's the Pharisees are trying to expose him and bring him down and you know, kind of there's all sorts of things happening there. It's, it's impossible to read and kind of figure just at, at surface level. And then Jesus, I don't know whether he goes on the road yet, then Jesus moves. And so we're going to move a little today. So then Jesus moves uh, in terms of the story. And if you're reading Mark chapter 10, he, we have this amazing um, passage from verses 13 to 16 it kind of is uncomfortable on the road too, so you can kind of turn with me if you want to. And he, and he talks about children. And he says, you know, kind of so this, this children, probably noisy children, unlike any of our children, um, in the room. And, um, and people, hello, sweetheart. And people sort of say they shouldn't be here because we've just had this teaching on divorce, and that's a really important teaching, you know. And, and meanwhile, Talia sort of is, is a bit noisy, and so she should shh, shh, shh. Um, And we all agree with that because we're all mature and we're adults, except Jesus looks and says, don't tell her to be quiet because she's really important. And then, she, and then he says this. He says, unless you accept God's kingdom in the simplicity of Talia or Zachary or Erica or maybe some other babies who are through that, um, that mirror in the, in the baby's room, unless you, oh, or Ella, oh, crikey, there are so many of them, it's scary down here. <laughs> Hello, sweetheart. There's something about these kids that Jesus says while we're on the road with him that unless we can grasp it a little, we're not going to make the kingdom. I don't know what that means. I don't think it's heaven. I don't think he's sort of saying, you know, if we miss it. But that we're going to miss out somewhere along the way. And this is a really significant moment for us because it's like, you know, it would be great to have your theology of divorce all sorted out, but right at the moment, wouldn't it be great to be able to, to enter the kingdom like these beautiful ones would do? And then he's on the road again, verse 17. He goes out in the street. And a man comes running up, and he greets him, great reverence. And he says, well, what do I have to do to achieve eternal life? Well, Jesus just seems to have said, well, I don't know the simplicity of a child, but, but Jesus says, well, you know the commandments. You know, kind of you have that look about you, so don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't do any of those sorts of things. And, and, and the guy says, well, hey, I've done those all the time. And Jesus says, Oh, well, I, there's, a, there's only one small thing that you could do. You could sell everything and, and give it away. And that would kind of make it all sort itself out. And the guy we know is very sad about that. But one of the things that he does is this. He looks him hard in the eye. This is my favorite, favorite verse of the whole thing for today. The, th the thought of Jesus looking us hard in the eye and loving him just seems to be, you know, kind of, what is that when you encounter Jesus somewhere on the road? And, of course, the man really struggles to do this, and it enters into this sort of, you know, um, cryptic story about, 
you know, kind of um, camels through eyes of needles and kind of how would that work? And, and then they say, but man, if you make it that hard, none of us are going to get there at all, are we? And Jesus famously and wonderfully says, as a different translation you may have heard, there's not a chance if you try and pull it off by yourself, but there's every chance in the world if you let God do it. And it's like you'd be sitting there or you'd be on the road with Jesus, wouldn't you? And you'd be thinking, man, I thought I had it right with divorce. And then I thought I had it right with the kids. And then I thought I had it right, although I was scared to give away all my money. Uh, And then he says, but even after all that, there's no chance. But boy, if you do it, if if you let God in, then there's every chance that something dramatic, something incredible can take place along the way. So anyway, then, there, oh, and then, there's, then there's this great passage about Peter says, you've got to love Peter, it says, well, we gave everything away. And Jesus says, yeah, just calm down. It's okay. It's all right. There's a reward for that. Sort of, and, then, and then it goes, we're in verse 32. Back on the road, they set out for Jerusalem. So they're, they're moving, moving, moving. And Jesus had a head start on them, probably trying to get away from them. That's what I'd be doing if I was Jesus. And my second favorite one, and they followed him along, and they were puzzled and not just a little afraid. Does that describe you in your Christian life? It certainly describes me sometimes. I kind of can't figure it out. You'd think I could after all of these years. And just a little afraid that sort of, what if I just don't even know what he's doing and I've got it completely wrong and I should be in Mark 11 right now instead of Mark 10 or something like that. And... You know, it shouldn't be on the road, but kind of in the church or something like that. You know, kind of these sorts of things that run through our minds. And so we have this kind of process of Jesus suddenly saying, you know what's going to happen when we get to Jerusalem? The Son of Man, and I guess they know who the Son of Man is. I'm I'm not sure. He says he's going to be handed over to the Pharisees and he's going to be tried and he's going to die. And it's like, oh, my, my goodness. And then he says, but it's okay, he's going to, and three days later, he's going to rise from the dead. He's going to, and it's like, I just don't get this Jesus. I don't get the story. I don't get what we're supposed to be doing. Then we have this great encounter with James and John. Out of all of this, they have this great idea, and they sort of say, hey, Jesus, just come over here. And they say, could we just chat? I don't know why I'm doing this with you guys, but there you go. And they say, could we, you know, kind of, you know, no big thing, but could we sit one on your right and one on your left? That would be really cool. And Jesus says, man, can you do the things, can you do the things, survive the things, encounter the things that I'm going to? And they say, yeah, yeah, that should be all right. And he says, no, you can't, but yes, you're going to have to. And it's like their blood must have run cold then. And then the rest of the group heard about it, and they said, man, Sean and Ruth, you know, kind of why would you... Why would you want to do that? That was pretty stink of you. But they become just as stink as Sean and Ruth in the process because they've got a bad attitude about it. And, um, and in there, there's this conversation about, well, whoever wants to be great must become the servant of all. That's a pretty, you know, kind of, you know, epic sort of thought because I just thought we got better and better and closer and closer to God and, and all of these things. And then in verse 48, they... They spend some time in Jericho. They've moved, you know, that's a fair way away from Jerusalem. And as he's leaving town, trailed by his disciples, uh, probably as much confused as they were, and a parade of people, a blind beggar called Bartimaeus hears that Jesus Jesus is in town. 
and he begins to cry out. He says, Son of David, Jesus, have mercy on me. And what do we do? Because we haven't learnt from Talia. We say, quiet, Bartimaeus, you know. Be quiet. He's too busy. He's, he's, a, he's a, you know, kind of, he's, he's got theology on divorce that we've never heard about, and he's telling us all these things, and whoever wants to be great has to become a servant. Quiet down. But Bartimaeus won't because he needs to have an encounter with Jesus, and he keeps calling out, and they say again, quieten down, and Jesus hears about him, and comes to him and asks this epic question, and he says, what can I do for you? You know, what is it that you want? What is it that you need here? And again, the road changes, or the story changes. And Bartimaeus says, I know what I want. I want to be able to see. And Jesus says, your faith has healed you. And wonderfully, the last verse of verse 52 of Mark chapter 10 says, and Bartimaeus followed Jesus down the road. God encounters as our journeys unfold. You know, dozens, maybe hundreds of people are in Mark chapter 10. Only one or two are named, most not particularly favorably, but we end up with the person who perhaps had the least at the beginning of Mark 10, Bartimaeus, completely healed, and off he went down the road. It's an incredible thing. I love the sense that we start out with a crowd, which is sort of a bit amorphous, you know, it's kind of a bit hard to pin down who and what they are, and we end up with an individual who is following Jesus. What a, what a great invitation that is. And so as we, as we go on the road this term, I think we're going to be able to see some encounters with Jesus that will have us scratching our heads, that will have us enthused, that will have us expectant, and some that will have us, we just don't know the answer, but we will hang in there somewhat by faith along the way. One of the things we're doing this term is we're launching a thing that we're calling Trove. Trove is going to be a, a fortnightly group starting this Tuesday night, which we're saying is for um, an encounter uh, with the wisdom of the church, for the stuck, the bored, the uncertain, and the curious. And so we kind of figure that those represent sometimes where we, where we arrive in life. And so we, we're just setting up this this group, and Fran and I are just going to run it every fortnightly on a, every fortnight on a Tuesday night, just if you feel like that is you. So, you know, kind of sometimes we just get stuck, I think, along the way. So we might be faithfully doing everything that we've always done, so we, we may well have some spiritual disciplines in place. We might be praying and reading our Bible and attending church clearly, um, but somehow it feels dead. Somehow, you know, kind of the life has gone out. Uh, in the Pharisees' case in, John, uh, in Mark chapter 10, it, it sent them towards legalism, it seemed. I think maybe they were just stuck. They knew a lot, but they got stuck along the way. And sometimes we can suddenly realize that we're sort of going through the motions and that something changed along the way. And it could even um, feel scarily like we might be losing our faith. We're just stuck along the way. And so we want to we sow into people in lives that may feel like that's where you are. Or, or, or what about bored? You know, things between you and God, well, they're okay, but they're, they're pretty ho-hum, really. Things that used to be exciting have become dull along the way. Maybe anticipation's disappeared a bit. Maybe the joy of spending 
time with God or some spiritual things that you might have done have dwindled away. I wonder whether the rich young ruler was just kind of bored. He sort of knew everything, but, but it didn't bring him life. And certainly what Jesus invited him to do is to, is to get generous, I guess, in the broadest sense, um, was something that would have provided, uh, you know, kind of um, stimulation in life, but he wasn't really able, you know, kind of to, to follow it through. Chances are, if you're finding your relationship with God boring, God's finding his relationship with you boring, and so it's, it's not a bad time to sort of be talking about some of those things. I think God feels boredom. I think that is true. And then maybe sometimes we just get uncertain. Sometimes we just know that we're ready for something more, but we're, we're just not sure not what, or, or we, we have decisions to make, and we feel unsettled in life. We're not sure along the way. I think the disciples were like that in Mark 10 when they had this feeling that we highlighted before that they were puzzled and not just a little afraid. You know, I'm a bit uncertain. I'm in the middle of the swirl. I, I know that this is important, but boy, you know, I, I, I just don't know how to get out of that. And then maybe, just maybe, some are, are just curious. You, you have a deep sense of excitement. There's sort of a, like an invitation, a pull, a hunger, a longing, a drive to know that that that's something that God might be inviting you towards and, 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 and maybe a one-dimensional journey, you know, kind of just feels like it would be great if God would invite us into something new. You know, Bartimaeus, I think, sitting there blind and sitting there unable to interact was someone who remained curious and met Jesus along the road. And so I think if you recognize yourself and at all in these sorts of descriptions. It may be that this term, and you know, not everyone will be able to come on Tuesdays and stuff like that, but you're invited. We'd love you to come. Um, maybe, just maybe, that's part of the road for you this term. As we explore the road and as we go out on the road and as we raise our under one-year-olds and as we are at work or as we're at uni or as we're at school or, you know, the things that we do as we're, as we're in our families or our flats, you know, the different things that we do as we walk this walk and, and along the road that God takes us, that he invites us towards, that something's up, that there's an adventure with God ahead. So in terms of trove, this is what we'll be looking at over the next five or those five Tuesdays. So we're, start, we're starting with prayer this week, then we're doing service, solitude and silence. Um, Fran actually had a little... Um, uh, uh, communal silence um, this morning, which, which apparently was amazing. Up in the chapel, this gives us a few other options that we have. Uh, guidance on June the 15th, these are all Tuesday nights, and then celebration on June the 29th. So if you want to come, that'll be great. Really important that you sign up, um, just so, and do that from the website. So there's a little button at the bottom of the front page of the website that says Trove or something like that. Um, and the idea is you know, so that we could kind of know what sort of numbers of people... Our, our anecdotal feedback is quite a lot of people are excited about coming, So, but we don't know if we'll have 10 or, you know, 50, so it, it'll, it'll really help us to know that. And the other thing that we would love you to do if you're coming is to bring something that's like a symbol of that represents you or represents how things are with you and God at the moment. So a little, you know, kind of don't, don't 
bring something you need to bring on a trailer because we won't be able to get it in. But, but to bring something that you could hold is great. And if you forget about it, that doesn't matter. We, you know, kind of it'll, it'll be fine. We'll figure it all out. But something that represents those things. So there are no new spiritual crises in your world that hasn't been faced before. There are no new difficulties that haven't been faced and addressed in the long and rather spotty history of our, the great thing that is our church our church, the church. There are no moral depths that haven't been plumbed and there are no great spiritual heights that haven't been attained. As people walk this walk, people who are our heroes of the scriptures and people who are the heroes of church history are as just as normal as us. Almost all the time. Shockingly, almost all the time. Similarly, you know, it's never true that we're the only one who are where we're at. There is a great story in um, 1 Kings 19, one of my favorite stories, really, of Elijah, um, just after having kind of trashed the prophets of Baal, going into a slough of despond and saying to God, I'm the only one left. And God, I think with a hard stare but loving uh, words, says, no, there's 7,000 in Israel who haven't yet bowed the knee to Baal. There is the sense that together... We are on a journey, and individually, God invites us forward. Um, we are not alone. So seeking a trove, or going on a, a trove sort of like a, I don't know, a, a box of treasures, I suppose. Um, so seeking a trove, or going on, a, going on the road, you know, kind of becoming aware of Jesus in our everyday lives, in the things that we are uh, you know, kind of um, moving towards and that we're embracing in our lives. It's not really for the faint-hearted. It's, it's, it's perhaps unpredictable. It's, it, it has some th- potential for, I don't know, things maybe even that we prefer not to be brought to the surface, to be brought to the surface. And yet it feels to me like there's an invitation, whether we're bored, stuck, curious or uncertain, or whether that describes who and what we are, or there's another word to describe who and what we are, but an invitation for us along the way. And so just want to encourage you in that with a sense of the two-pronged, is each week from here on in, we're going to be on the road on Sundays. Um, each week, we're going to let you know in advance what the scriptures are so that you can be reading them and you can be up with them and you can enter into them. And I, I, I want to encourage you, to do, A, to do that, and B, not to do it with too much of an intellectual, you know, yes, I understand what that means. It's like, I have no idea what Zachary, you know, kind of what I can learn from Zachary so that I may enter the kingdom. But, but I need to learn it. There's something about what Jesus says that I need to be able to learn. Um, and, it, and it can't be like, yeah, yeah, I got that years ago, and now I'm a big-time, you know, kind of, you know, adult Christian disciple, you know, kind of wise person who knows everything sort of person. It's like, I've, I've, when Jesus says, you know, unless you can be like Zachary, you, you, you can't see the kingdom. It's like, oh my goodness, that's, I've got to wrestle with that, particularly if he highlights it. And so though, this is the invitation. And then the invitation, obviously, on Tuesday nights, if you'd like to, to come and be part of Trove. And so as we come to a close today, I'd like to ask you to stand. And um, 
Is Graydon here? This would be your cue to get Connor if he is, but he may be doing that. He may, he may have done it already. Here he comes with Connor. This is like a miracle. <laughs> so this is incredible. Indeed. So just um, our musicians are going to lead us in a minute. But before they do, these are some of the highlights of Mark 10. And what I'd love you to do is just have a look up here and pick one. Look with loving eyes. I think that's self-explanatory. It's like look, look with soft and gentle eyes towards it. These are almost all the words of Jesus. But Jesus invites us, just in one chapter of the Bible, to accept God's kingdom in the simplicity of a child. And then, and then he, he kind of might look at us with, with a hard stare. But behind the hard stare, I don't know how that works, you're going to see love. And he's going to invite you. And then he's, and, you know, and he wants to say to us, you know, kind of, if you let God do it, there's every chance in the world. Maybe for the thing that just seems desperate and that there's no chance in the world. He might ask you the question, what can I do for you? Man, to hear the words of Jesus, ask that. Or he might challenge you about becoming a servant, you know. He might sort of say, you know, you've just been too up yourself lately, eh? But, t- but time to come down. Or he might sort of say, you know, Vic, you've been part of a crowd. You've been hiding in the crowd for a bit. And I've made you, I've, I've given you sight. Why don't you follow me? Just follow me down the road. And we'll adventure together. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. And if you're in the Forest Hill or the Bays area of Auckland's North Shore, we would so love to have you at our next service this Sunday. You can get details on service times and more info on our kids and student environments by visiting svc.org.nz. That's svc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time here on the podcast.